everybody. <laughs> Live from a jovial day in Inglewood. It's the Ozone. I'm your host, Omar Miller. I'm here with my brother, Terry Miller. The icons. Looking spry. You think? I think. Wow, thank you. No uh, no allergic reactions today. Uh, no, that was the day before. Ah, I see. <laughs> I went all in. You look like that your man, uh, Earl Spencer, got a hold of you for a minute. <laughs> that was. Swollen eye, broken nose, everything. Coughing, sneezing. <laughs> yes, I'm all set. <laughs> well, we got a lot to talk about. We want to start right where we ended, which is talking about the super fight that took place this past weekend, which the reason we didn't go, folks, is because we expected what happened to happen. A lopsided dominant win by the truth, the big fish, Mr. Errol Spence Jr. Right. And Ugas is nice. He's not like a... He's really an underrated fighter. He is. And Errol sort of walked through him at it. You know, it came a time in the fight where he just literally walked through him. Yeah, and it's a trip because I didn't recognize how big Ugas was until... I mean, the dude night. seems like he was my size, and if, and you run it into Errol, you'll see yeah. that he's not a really, really big guy. Was no. he like 5'7", five, 5'8", five, something like that? Errol? No. What you no, give him? I would think he's like 5'10". Five, five, oh, you think he's that, 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 that tall? Yeah, I mean, we can look it up, but look yeah, up. he's like 5'9", five, 5'10", five, maybe even 5'11". But, yeah, I, I sort of ripped but, him off a couple inches. Yeah, 5'7". I'm giving him the Canelo. And a lot of other fighters, I don't understand. Ugas was a big, though. That's the that's the moral of the story. <laughs> Ugas was a big joker. Yeah, he, he was big. Yeah, he. Uh, it says five nine. So, you know, Arrow came out, and I actually really applaud Ugas's trainer and Ugas because in the first round they established that they were going to Arrow's body, right. which is Arrow's known as the body snatcher. They went to Arrow's body, and it worked. Actually, he he made Arrow cognizant of the body, but that just made Arrow go crazy. And this is interesting, too, because I can't wait to have Derek James back on to speak about this difference as far as having the nutritionist for the first time, uh-huh. losing the weight the right way for the first time. All the stuff that Arrow talked about, you could see that he was really, really interested in being back in the ring after that that gap. And he had a little rust, but the rust didn't seem one round. One round of rust. I've never seen nothing like it in my life. It yeah, was really amazing. Just a little rust, and then you saw him getting dialed. I mean, he got dialed. Like, in the late second part, late second round, forget about it. But you know what? He was also vulnerable. Because what was what interesting was... Where? To the body. I was... I was I'm, I'm not sold on that, because... We, we need to rewatch it, because... I do. Lucas I went to the body in an impressive way. Yeah, because... A couple times that he caught him to the soloplex, which I was surprised about, but... I'm not saying that it dropped him, uh-huh. but he you saw him get hit. And really what was maybe more impressive about Spence's win is that he brought the fight to the bigger man. And he, he got hit. He And he wore it. Beats you however it is that you think that you're going Your to Your strength is. Uh-huh. And that's really impressive. Yes. In every fight he does this. And this is the fight to me that he didn't live off of his jab. He he was he I lived li- in the pocket in the body. He lived in the pocket. He was in the booth, the phone booth. He worked hard to the body. He sat Yo, down on all of his punches. Every single punch he sat I mean, down he on. really, really, really de- destroyed his body. And he's got to be one of the best conditioned athletes in all the sports. Because right. his motor never slows down. He had that mental lapse, though, where he could have gotten knocked out. Yeah, he lost his mouthpiece. And he, and, and they said that's the second time it happened to him. I saw him read. I saw him say his uh, statement. He said, I really, he goes, my mouthpiece doesn't fit me at all. He was like, yeah. I really have to fix that. <laughs> he said it comes out all the time. Yeah, he really, you know, when you watch his body of work and all the competition that he's going against, he fights against elite fighters, even after his accidents, everybody keeps saying, oh, well, wait until this and wait until that. Let's see how he's going to do the next time. And I don't even see what the problem is because he shows you every single time. I don't even think that Derek would let him go out there if he wasn't prepared. I agree. 
I agree. But uh, and this was such an impressive outing. I mean, this was it, this, this is was, one of the most impressive was, you've seen from him. This is I, I see you see that side of it. <laughs> the thing is, is that he has a situation. Errol puts you in a position where he wants all of the violence. Yes, to give and to receive. Uh huh. And it's very interesting to watch because his demeanor is so mild. But he's a different per- person in the ring. You can no see question. he turns into Clark Kent. Yeah, Clark Kent. Then he turns into Captain Caveman. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> He does turn into beers. Why you there. keep yours low? <laughs> because there's a press conference going on, jerk. <laughs> Some of us are respectful of other people's productions. <laughs> if you can't notice, there's the uh, press conference announcing the 2023 National Championship is going to be at SoFi Stadium for uh, NCAA. Hey, hey, hey. But yeah, but but you know, back well, to this situation. I mean, he he broke him down and actually broke his body. He broke his body. He. Fractured his orbital bone, which means I basically he doesn't lose the eye. Yeah, he, he might lose his eye. His face is fractured. He's got broken ribs and a broken nose. That's a lot of damage. That's a lot. And that's of a lot. And and he still wanted to fight, but when does your he still did fight? He yeah. offered three more rounds. Well, after I'm talking about when the doctor looked at him, he was still like, "Come, oh, yeah, come yeah, get yeah, me." Yeah. And and the problem is, when does your trainer step in and say, "Okay, enough is enough." That's you know what problem. I'm saying? Because you, the trainer believes in you because he, he's like, no, you can do it. I believe. And that's what you need. You need a trainer that fully is, is sold out for you, but you also need a trainer that won't that will protect you from your own courage. Well, yeah, but that's being that's sold out for you as well because now I'm selling out for your well-being in the future because you can't even be a productive person. You're just a gummy bear at that point. You know, you're going to sit around and well, you can be a gummy bear. That is a, that's, a, that's pretty extensive. That doesn't usually happen in one fight. That, you know, but that, we just that, watched one fight that might have happened there. I don't think that he's. I don't think. I don't because think guys die out there, and that's why. And yeah, that, you don't play boxing, and, and that's why it's so serious. You know, so if you see a guy who's getting brutalized like Ugas was, because Ugas, not that the fight wasn't competitive. That, that's what. I, that's what I wanted to make sure. That's where I was going to go. But but even though the fight was competitive, every time that they were ready to look like call it, he would land a shot. Well, yeah, but there was only two times that they were ready to call it, and those two times he didn't look like. He, it looked like he could still fight back, but that doesn't mean that you should be in there still fighting back. Well, it speaks to a different thing. It speaks to how people want to see violence right. in general. Like because watching that accident in, on the freeway, in, huh? In the fight before the main event, the co-main event, was the Isak Cruz-Eureka Scamboa fight. There was no reason for this fight except for to show that Isak Cruz is legitimately a contender after that Tank Davis fight, which was a close fight that, right. that he lost. Um, and Gamboa is not even a gatekeeper. No, Gamboa should retire. I hope he retires because he's in the I position. Agree. The last few fights of his, he's in a position where he's going to look at a brain damage package. Yeah, he's forty years old. He's off the island. He did it. He you did, did it. it. You did it. You but know, quit flopping them, rolling all around the ring and everything, taking that damage, man. Taking punishment. I mean, this Who's is what punishing? I'm. T- but this is what I'm talking about. Turning into a gummy bear. Well, because, I understand that, but that's that's multiple fights. This is Ugas' first fight where he got some smoke, to be honest. It really he, is. He gave, he gave some smoke to <laughs> yeah, he, gives, he gives some smoke the, out. The, the jury was out on the fight with Sean. Yeah. So, like, I and don't He's in there, he's, and he was competitive with Errol. Yeah. But you you watch the meticulous destruction of his body, yes. and then you, at a certain point you have to say, okay, enough of it. He got... Really hurt in the seventh round. In the seventh oh, round, man. that's when he broke his eye. Yeah, and that's what, and that's when he. They should have said, "Okay, you know what? Well, I don't know, but because they, you don't know that it's broken right there on the spot." Well, you sort of do though, because that's the same thing that happened with Billy Joe Sanders as well. 
when they see and when you see that eye go like that, or you see the and guy he got knocked out. <laughs> That's this is the this is the fight. They stopped game. the fight. They stopped the fight for Billy Joe Sanders. He didn't knock him out against Canelo. Remember, he 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 can he can answer the oh, bell. Can answer the bell. That was the corner. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. was the corner. That's what I'm talking about. Your corner, as your man. I would think as your man, not unless you're mad at me. Might let me keep on going was, out there. Was, <laughs> like you got one more, dude. And that like, was, wait a minute, man, do I? <laughs> oh yeah, you got it. <laughs> now that was and that was uh I think that was two rounds after he got his eye crushed. But either way it goes, it's, it, there's a, there's Three. a, there's he, a they stopped it in the tenth, right? Billy Joe. Oh. There's a there's a there's a delay, there's a delayed response because you always want to give your guy a chance to come out. Yeah, and, see yeah, you, and you, you never can tell him might lay that haymaker. Yeah. But then you could also end up like Lubin did last week, yeah, the week before last and then know what to cling on. It can go the wrong way. I haven't heard anything about his his damages. No, but you know they were extensive. Yeah, it was sending to insurance. Was, this, was, this was such a big needed to claim. This, <laughs> is, this is such a big fight that it was this weekend. So I think that it took the air out of every other you know right. thing going on. And it's, it's moving on a little bit, I I'm blown away that the heavyweight championship that's this weekend has no buzz, and I guess that's part of what Delian White's. Uh, tactic is is to frustrate Tyson Fury into maybe making mistakes uh-huh. because he's not showing up to press conferences. They're talking about him not showing up to the weigh-in potentially. <laughs> like this. I'm, I'm sort of with Dillian White on this because he's been getting jerked for a while. At least five years. Minimum. Probably more. Probably more. Deontay Wilder and them. And all there the was De- three dudes that had the, the top slot and they... Anthony Joshua was the only one that fought him. Yeah. And put him to sleep. But he's a quality opponent, and I'm I'm taking I'm, I might lean towards White in this fight, honestly. You might or you are. I'm gonna lean towards him. <laughs> hey White, I'm leaning towards you, bro. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> so wow, really? Yeah, because he's a fundamentally sound fighter. The only difference we could tell with Dillian White when he steps in the ring is his conditioning. If his conditioning's together, he can beat Tyson Fury. I don't think that he's going to let Tyson Fury get out of there without any body work. He's, this is the key to beat Tyson Fury, uh-huh. in my opinion. And then also one of the big factors for him is the reason why Deontay Wilder and him didn't want to fight him, because he can actually take your belt. He had Anthony Joshua in trouble, too. The guy is a, gr- uh, he's a good fighter. He's not a great fighter, yeah. but he doesn't and get the opportunity. he's a op- big guy that hits hard. Yeah, but he doesn't get his opportunities because he's a problem. Right. And so just thinking that he's just going to walk in there and just get knocked out, I don't think it's going to happen. Now, of course, Tyson Fury's a problem for everybody because <laughs> he's, a problem for everybody. he's 6'9". He's a 6'9 dude that comes down on you. And he now has learned how to drop to it. be yeah. mean so that he's no longer a pity batter. Yeah. I think he was mean before. He just learned how to turn it over. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think that uh, back to the to – the, Back to what? Back to Ugas and Spence. <laughs> Did you ever watch our trainer tracks? No, I did not watch the channel. Oh, man. I read myself off. Fight, you really did, because after the fight, what they did was is they played the sound bites from the corner. Uh-huh. And Derek gave Errol excellent instruction at the beginning of the fight and talking about staying low and digging to the body and staying there and not standing up. It was because when he stood up, Ugas, for some reason, could see when Errol stood up and he would get that, that gut. It uh-huh. would be exposed. And you think that was a size thing? I, I think you it need is. to ask Derek about that. Because the issue is what everybody wants to see and what's coming up is Crawford and Spence. I don't see where Terrence Crawford has the advantage. At all. On any level to me. I don't see That's him. That's what I'm saying. I don't think he's faster. No. I don't think he's sharper. because And he's definitely not stronger. Crawford has a tendency to be sloppy, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I have a <laughs> – Lord? <laughs> there's, a, there's a bee up there. 
<laughs> I would tell you, you want to kill him. No, I don't want Save him to sting bees, me. dude. Save <laughs> the bees. My beehive be relocated on its own. Good. The yeah, they follow the queen. Yeah, you probably wouldn't kill them, and I just wasn't home. Yeah. Why not? Violent streak. Anywho, <laughs> uh, yeah, so yeah, I, I don't see where Crawford has the advantage. I mean, we can talk about it when a fight is actually made, but I don't see. He's not faster. I don't think he hits harder. I think Errol will stop him just like he stopped a lot of these guys. I've seen Craw- Crawford in trouble a few times, and Errol's not the type of dude that you're going to get in trouble with and get away from it. Now, Crawford is uh, an elite talent. He's an elite talent. He punches, and he's a puncher. He punches hard. But that was at the lower level. And not only that. No, no, he's knocked out guys at 47, but they're not elite guys except yeah, for Sean. Yes. And and the thing of it is, is that this guy is going to have to prove that this time. It's not going to be bumping your gums. you got to get in there and execute after you take damage. Yeah, you know? that's the key. It's not that he hasn't proven it because he's proven it with all these other guys. He, he, not at that level, though. But, but because well, he, he hasn't fought. Because he knocked them out. But, but, but he hasn't fought anybody. That, that's the, the moral of the well, story. He fought Sean. So that's that's where he's hanging his hat on at this point. Is that Sean was fought, halfway Sean. out the door, though. I'm just saying, he's, but he fought him. Yeah, he fought he him. But, know, but Sean didn't tell us he was halfway out the door. <laughs> he did. He, he got us. You hurt me, man. Sean. Showtime. We got to ring you on and talk to you about that. Yeah, because I didn't, you know, if I would have some cheese on there, I'd be upset. I have to have, have to have old look for you in the parking lot, man. <laughs> I got to look because I'm not. I'm too tired right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah. So that's what he's hanging his hat on. And Arrow's resume is definitely superior. Forty seven. Yeah, he is the big fish at forty seven. There's just no I wonder how long can he stay down there? Right. I mean, now with the nutrition, it seemed like he didn't have a hard time cutting the weight at all. Yeah, but does it feel good to him? <laughs> does it feel good? I don't know if he feels good. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the other fight to talk about that's the other fighter to talk about this weekend that was not really worth talking about, but I hope he comes. Why are you talking about him? It's Connor Ben. <laughs> oh, okay. Because Connor Ben, he's getting all of the, you know, Nigel Ben's son is getting all of this attention, but right. he's like stuck in the UK. And he's if he's going to turn it up, he's got to turn it up across the pond. This is, happens to all the fighters. You have to turn it up across the pond or yeah. Canelo will find you. <laughs> He's looking for all them suckers that don't want that don't want to stay over there in the UK. I'm putting cases on all y'all. <laughs> yeah, right. You want to stay in the UK? Okay, okay. Get okay. This. Come over here. I got some money for you. Yeah. <laughs> you want a payday? You want a payday? <laughs> yeah, man. Wow. I got some meat for you. It's almost go time. His fight's in two weeks, right? I mean, it's happening fast. It's going down right now. It's a lot. This is a prime time for boxing. So you're fooling around with the lean white. It's hard for me to bet against Tyson Fury. I know. Everybody believes that he's the, the best fighter ever, and uh, I'm not really on that train at that point. I don't think everybody believes that. Well, you just said that. Most of, most of the... They, they can't believe that he's the best fighter ever and Canelo's the best fighter ever. So once Well, they, they said Canelo's the best Mexican fighter ever. They're saying that Tyson Fury is the best fighter. <laughs> Who's they? Who's they? What are you talking about? The majority of the population boxing community, is that's they. Oh. And we are they. I'm not they. Yeah, you are. I don't think that. That's your middle name. I didn't tell you. (laughs) (laughs) What? We renamed you. Omar They Miller. (laughs) Damn it. To change so much paperwork. (sighs) Anywho. Yeah, so they. uh, Uh, There you go. Speaking about they again. They're they're expecting (laughs) Tyson Fury to win, but we don't know. We don't even know what Delia White looks like. We don't. No, no, but he he came out and spoke, but he, he looked okay. I'm telling you, he's a problem. 
And if he works, and he's so mad, and he's, he's so mad, and he should be mad because they ripped him off for so long. What a minimum of five years that Deontay Wilder and them paid him not to fight. But he's also mad because you know he was a, a violent in part of society. Yes, that he was an angry young man that was lost, and the boxing actually not only saved him but saved society a lot of damage. <laughs> right, because he was out there doing putting in work, putting in work on the violent yeah. side. Yeah, and and a guy like him that gets his opportunity. I know he got knocked out before by um. Who was that? Pulev? No, Pulev. Uh, yeah, Pukre- yeah, Pulev. No, it wasn't Pulev. Pulev. What is his, well, how do you say his name? Al- Povetkin. 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 Pulev. But he was giving Povetkin work, too. But, oh, this, he, but this is a heavyweight way. thing. Anything know, can happen. That's why you can't do this hard to call a heavyweight fight. Yeah. Anybody can get put to sleep. It can and happen. he's the type of guy that if you get if he gets Tyson Fury in trouble and down, not like Deontay Wilder, he probably can finish him off because he understands how to finish you off. He's not going to walk around with one punch and wave it in the air like Popeye the Sailor Man. He's going to actually work. <laughs> he's actually going to work to work the body hood. You know, he's going to give him some. Yeah, dude, calm down. <laughs> you just go play some football. No. All right, man. Hyped. All right, dude. Speaking of hype, I was very hyped and I was very upset because Coach Why? Roberts pulled Clayton Kirk off from a perfect game. Don't be a baby. Thousand games in the history of Major League Baseball. Duty. 23 perfect games. Should be 24, but your man made that terrible call at first base in Detroit. He threw too many pitches, dude. We can't let him stay out there. This is the beginning of the year. Come on, man. It's cold. 80 pitches. Cruising. Needs six outs. Might you think need, he could have got it? Might need 50. You don't know. That's know. the whole point. I know. Chance, the, the numbers say he would not have gotten it. But now, where do you... So, s- then, t- so then last night, they let him throw 87 pitches and he gets dug. Right. They're, they're, it's, they're playing games, man. And they're playing the game of baseball now. This is the way that the game is designed. I'm very disappointed in the game of baseball right now because there's so many rule changes and and I don't know, the theory of baseball has gotten lost. The fundamental theory of baseball because now we're, we're putting up four fingers instead of making those eight throws that might cause... Right. Detail is, yes. is, is what baseball is about. They're talking about killing the shift. All the pitchers are on pitch counts. They say that there's certain games that Nolan Ryan almost threw 200 pitches in. Easy. And he's one of the most dominant pitchers in history, and he could still throw on the way out. He could still throw. He could still throw. So I I know that, but they're saying now that you know Kershaw agreed with him. Which what do you what do you think he's going to say? Oh yeah, man, he's a coach. He's he's a great. He's a great teammate. And he had an elbow problem at the end of last year. I don't understand what that has to do with this year, but I can understand. The only thing that I can accept is that we're looking out for the long haul for the team. Right. That's the only thing that I can like put put it on. Other than that. Like this, what? I got to take a chance. The thing about the perfect game is, what it's is so it? rare. Yeah, he and hasn't Andrew thrown one Shaw before. Said he had one. Handley Ramirez tricked it off. That's this is you just made my point. And Clayton Kershaw said, oh, all those are individual uh, accolades and individual goals. I'm looking at a team goal of another World Series. Right. I understand that, but I disagree with Kersh in this sense. A perfect game is a team game. You because everybody has to be perfect. Right. And, and it, no hitter is on the is on the pitcher and the catcher. Right. A perfect game, you need – that's why there's always some magical play that takes place. And in they the had it. Game, and they had it. That play and, up the middle on that ground so ball off his foot. Worst or near case his foot. scenario, he goes out the next inning and he walks somebody. Or worst case scenario, he goes out and somebody gets a knock. Okay, then pull him. But to pull him prematurely when you get a chance to be in the, the record books in that way. I think that the, one of the major flaws in that theory is just like you said earlier, he, he threw 87 pitches. So he just made a difference of seven pitches. 
and supposedly that's a week, five days is what stretches you out that much. I don't buy it. No, it's supposed to be arm strength just as much as your legs. Five days. Yeah. And then the way that he was cruising, if you watch the pitching, the way he was pitching wasn't high stress pitches. Nobody on base. Now, do you think that they took him out last night just sort of low key trying to send a subliminal message to say, see, look, we're going to take him out. We were going to take him out. Or is it, no. or, or maybe he's capping out at eight, 90 pitches this year or something? No, 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 no. No, I'm asking. They, do you think no, that no, he? I, I'm, that's what I'm saying. I don't. I don't think so. I think they took him out last year at, at last uh, last game at 87 because he gave up four runs. He started getting hit. Yeah. So he was up six to nothing and gave up two bombs. So he started. And I was watching that perfect game. His stuff was extra crispy. I, and I just, how many times have you seen it with the Mark Burley? Uh, with did Jamie Shields throw one? I think so. I know. He, I think he threw a, per, a no no hitter. Yeah, with King Felix, with all of the guys, with Randy Johnson, when they throw it, if they complete it, something about it. Either you get completely dug the next game, or you continue dealing like right. uh, like a like a or horse 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 type yeah. of situation. Yeah, where you're just unhittable because you figured that out. Right, and I said so, they're so delicate where you cut things short. They cut that start short, and he wasn't that sharp last night. Well, when I was listening to the announcers, in a much warmer climate in a you know mm-hmm. at the house. When I was listening to the announcers in Minnesota speak on him before, they said that he had been throwing anyway, so he should have been up to the level, elevated to the level of throwing yeah, 100 and pitches. Like and they, had, they, like, they, they sweat like that under the rug. It seemed like he wanted to, to – to because that's why he was on the back end of the rotation, so that he can get that extra time to build up his arm strength. Right. But it in that game, like then they just – throw a dig at the owners because he was like, yeah, blame it on the lockout. Blame it on me not throwing, picking up a baseball till January. Right. Well, we all know Clayton Kershaw has not not picked up a baseball since over the winter. That's right. not true. Well, and even if he hadn't, what he has done is built up his arm strength because they said that he threw on the other side. Right. On there, you know. Right, right, right. So he had his arm strength up. That's one of the reasons why they pushed him to the back end. Was it, was yeah. it number five now? Yeah, against, it was because he didn't even start in Colorado. Right. Uh, you know. So he had more than uh, maybe nine days, maybe yeah. eight days or something like that in between starts. He had a lot of time to get it together. I don't know. But the last night at Dodger Stadium, emotional return, homecoming for Freddie Freeman against the Braves. And Matt Olson showed him what time it was. And Matt Olson is <laughs> arguably the best hitter in baseball right now. Matt Olson is banging. What's well, been like 452? Well, that was, I don't know what he did in the end of the game. He got it. Where did he go? Three for four? What did what, he go? <laughs> what did he get? <laughs> Tell me, Brian, what did he have? He just didn't get the bomb. But besides that, he was raking. Yeah. Scored a couple runs, had a double, single. Kershaw got him the first at bat. After that, he was like, okay. And he took Locked some in. tough pitches against him. And he's a guy who really changed his approach and cut down on his strikeouts and yeah. just changed everything. Contact. Guys, if you hit the ball hard, contact is your friend. Well, did you hear him speak on it uh, yesterday? He came with a new theory or something on his batting practice. No. And, and that's what was supposed to change his game around, his, his batting style around. Wow. He could always swing the stick, but now it's yeah. elevated. You know, he's taking tough pitches. He took some tough pitches against Kershaw right off the black. Yeah. He's seen the ball. It's very clear. Yeah. But Freddie Freeman showed out, too. So yeah, he did. Like he showed him what time it was. And Freddie Freeman Freddie didn't got in the seats. He got in the seats immediately and checked off the dub. I mean, and honestly, when you think about it, it was a win-win for both of them. It was sort of disrespectful for what they did it to Freddie Freeman. for Kenley Jansen. Yeah. <laughs> what can you do? <laughs> anyways. Classic Kenley. Uh, oh, don't say that. <laughs> but, you know, both of the teams got what they wanted. The Braves got a lower-budget Freddie Freeman. Yeah. Who is actually his... What, would you say he's his equal? At this point, he's better than him. But what, what you get with Freddie Freeman are the intangibles of a world champion. Mm. 
And that's the part that you it's hard to put a price tag on. You know, you also have that fan support and loyalty and so on and so forth. Now he's back at the house. You see the impact he makes and not even just at he's so intimidating in the box. It's a big dude. He's a big dude. Pitchers don't want to pitch to him, mm-hmm. so they then they always end up making mistakes to him. They're always pitching behind to him. They're always pitching behind to him, and he plays a great first base. Yeah. And he chugged it all the way around from first base on a double yeah. to left field last night, which was yeah. impressive. So, I mean, I, he's a great he, athlete. He's, he's a great athlete. It's hard to take Matt Olson over him, even though Matt Olson is clearly peaking right now. He's coming right into his prime. I would take Matt Olson. But Freddie Freeman has been a major league all-star for 10 years now. Right. And he learned you know what you're getting tutelage. Uh, and you you're going to play the game the right way because he learned on that tutelage of Bobby Cox, and yeah. Chipper Jones, and those Terry Pendleton, yeah, those high end Braves, yeah. Even though Terry Pendleton's a Cardinal to me, but he, he was, was a brave, brave back then. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you went, you went back there and saw TP with him. Yeah. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> that was young, Freddie. Yeah, think about that. That's yeah. Freddie Freeman was young, young. Him and your boy that's in Chicago now, Jason Hayward. Uh-huh. Hayward. Jay Hay was a rookie that year. Sure was. Wow. And David Ross was the backup catcher. Right. Jay was. That was so crazy. That memory. David Ross, the backup catcher, about to start to get his spot start against Roy Halladay. And Chipper Jones was what? He was a year out of retirement or something? A year away from retirement. Because then the next year he came here and saw us in BP. <laughs> in a bomb for us. Happy right. birthday. Yeah, you love, boy. <laughs> Chipper's trumping. Is he? Yeah. I'm not surprised. Uh, he's from Georgia. He's yeah, Georgia he's from Georgia. Guy. What can he do? It's a lot of trumping going on. A lot of. Oh, did you see? <laughs> he, just, he just took the air out of the <laughs> Just like that. Got real quiet. Yeah, dog. But yeah, you see how Tuve got hurt last night. Yeah, Mike Trout got hurt the day before. Got hit yeah. on his hand. Looked like his hand's broken. They're not it's, saying it. Yeah, I would be surprised if he doesn't have a broken bone in his hand. It, you have to. That's I, how it goes. I've had it myself. I know how it you feels, man. I got hit twice in one game in my hand. My hand swelled up. It's terrible. Mine broke in three places. And he, what he took was like ninety three, ninety four, right on the hand. Right on the hand. I'm looking at it right now. Man, that was a serious injury. Ugh. I wonder if he comes back today, then I, I would be surprised even if he comes back, if he can swing the stick normally, because first you're, it you needs know. to de-swell like you need yeah. swelling out and you got to feel the bat. You got to feel the stick. You got to feel it. Now, tell me this. Did you watch the Apple TV broadcast? What's your take on the Apple TV and the baseball? I games? love the Apple TV, man. I, I like their whole execution. I even like the announcers with the female there, even though, she, you know, I get sick and tired because I don't want to listen to anybody saying, oh, what is that about? Or what is this about? She didn't really know the game, but she had a lot of great input on the way that she asked the questions wow, about the game. Know, I didn't get that from her that she didn't know the game. I, I got the feeling that she didn't know a lot about the game of baseball. I felt like they just dropped her in there to hang out with the fellas, which was cool. But she was just asking a bunch of – and maybe I'm just, you know, so deep into the game that you just – you know, certain things that you ask about, I, don't, I think that you should know. But I like the whole presentation. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't have a problem with her. I, I, I don't have a problem with her. Oh, it's like it. You sound like to cancel you out of the league. <laughs> Come on, man. I heard it. No, I don't have a problem. Yeah, She's I'm the greatest, man. Don't don't let me stay. She said she doesn't know anything about it. <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, speaking of which, they, I mean, they seemed like their video was more crispy. Just right. Because it's Apple, which was crazy. And they just kept it really, really simple. Yeah, they did. Which was cool. But the video, I love the I love the camera work. Camera yeah, work was yeah, great, man. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't crazy for the announcing team myself. No. I didn't like they're either one of them. I don't oh, like you didn't like any of them. No, I, I didn't. They were all right. They, they 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 there was too much dead air 
and you know it's too much. They're a little flat for me, but we'll see where they go. You know, it's only been two Fridays, so right. We'll see, we'll see how they do. But I'm I'm happy to see because one of the things that I was able to do was I was somewhere where I did that didn't have a the Dodgers subscription, uh-huh. but I was able to watch a Dodger game because it was on Apple TV, right? Which was cool. Yeah, because they don't have regional blackouts. I don't no, think. No, they bought the games that they buy wherever it is. If you have Apple TV, you're good to go. And I wonder if that's worldwide. I wonder. You know, because mm. they're worldwide. I like but Apple. Speaking of your misogyny, we had the first female coach <laughs> in Major League Baseball history step in. Well, how would you like to take this story? <laughs> yes, I would. She was great. <laughs> She's a great first base coach. <laughs> she, she, she called a hard 90. She called a hard 90. <laughs> yeah, she sent him around. Well, now she goes down in history. They put her. They sent her a jersey to Cooperstown or a hat or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a big deal. Yeah, very big deal. I wonder if they're going to send the rest of it to Smithsonian, right? It'd be interesting to see. Now, the only thing that I want to talk about after this, to be honest, is what <laughs> Whitlock. I mean, we could go talk about basketball, but the series are what the series are. I'm theater right now. Yeah, it's, it's, it's basketball playoffs are too long. I know we love basketball, yada, yada, but it's just too much. We know who's going to win the first round for the most part, even though that Nets-Celtics series is going to, I think, is going to be interesting. But, mm-hmm. again, I'm with the Celtics, like I said before. Yeah, I am too. Um, Warriors look incredible, uh, and so do the Suns. So, whatever the basketball. But I want to talk about Brett Favre. <laughs> what is no good? I want to talk about. What is going on with Brett Favre? Why are you cheating the system, Brett Favre? For anybody who doesn't know what's going on, I mean, I want to hear it. I want to hear any excuse that you have for him. I want to. I want to read this to you guys. Please do, because I'm I'm confused. Brett Favre, Hall of Fame, all time, is in some hot water behind a welfare a welfare scandal. <laughs> what, Reggie? <laughs> Look at all over Reggie. What? He got eyes going. <laughs> so then this situation, Pro, Pro Football Hall of Fame quarterback and Packers legend Brett Favre is under fire due to an ongoing welfare scandal in Mississippi. Why is Brett Favre? According to the Mississippi Today, the publication was able to obtain text messages that Favre sent out that put pressure on welfare officials in Mississippi to use taxpayer funds for one of his pet projects. He received $5 million in grant funds, which went towards the University of Southern Mississippi, getting a new volleyball stadium. In addition, a pharmaceutical company Favre worked with received more than $2 million in funds from the Department of Human Services. If that weren't bad enough, they added that Favre collected $1.1 million in welfare money for his personal use. Why? Why? I'm just amazed that this isn't a bigger story. I think that this is just a part of the good old boy system. Because a story like this should be the big humongous, and they're not putting light on it as it should be because everybody messes up. But that kind of mess up is, like, really unacceptable for a Hall of Fame. But, it, but there's got to be more to this. I mean, he's trying to, to build a volleyball stadium. Okay, but what is all the other money for? Yeah, why do you need a I meal ticket? The, you, he needs a personal meal ticket. That's what I'm going to say. Where, where do you need the personal money for? Something doesn't... I would, and your far, and not it wasn't the pharmacist or the... Uh, who was the it? Pharmaceutical company. Yeah, the pharmaceutical company. All that kind of stuff. Come on, man. Well, the pharmaceutical company, I can understand because maybe that's maybe he has some sort of a government contract or something like that. But why does Brett Favre need any money from welfare? Is this buck raking or is this a real story? I think it's a real story. And I think you want to believe it's a real story. No, I want to believe it's a real story. I actually used to like Brett Favre. I did, too. 
He was a gunslinger, as they say. He was. He was going to throw a pick, but he wasn't yeah, he scared. he going to throw several picks, but he wasn't scared. I don't like <laughs> scary. It's not this a good color. Just so bizarre. Right? And just, just think that he would put himself out there like that. But in the grand scheme of things, it actually is not going to hurt him that bad as long as people are not speaking on it. And this is where we are in society. Yeah. Everything seems to hinge upon not what's true or false, but upon perception. Yes. And they, under the powers that be... You know, meaning the, they really the machine, they that. understand that. So an issue, a serious issue like this, because if you've ever been through Mississippi to Mississippi or anything Mississippi, the M-I-S-S-S-I-P-P-I, you understand that that place is impoverished. Gave him an extra S. Did I? I only gave it to him, did I? You said I-S-S-S-I-B-B-I. Intellectual property. Yeah, but... The problem is that that place is impoverished. You can buy land and everything else out there for hardly nothing. And when you take something that's in their federal budget or whatever budget, local budget or whatever, it hurts the people out there. Really, it really, really does. Yeah, yeah, it, it does. But this is, in general, I think it's 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 you know emblematic of a larger situation in American society, which is yesterday they they ceased the mask mandate on the planes. I saw everybody cheering for it. And everybody cheered as if they announced that there was a cure for COVID. Right. They don't care about the cure. They just don't want to wear the mask. <laughs> right. So when you walk on board, do they just cough in your face now? Yeah, that's <laughs> what they do, actually. It's just, they. <laughs> They're everywhere, dude. <laughs> I heard you talk about them, too, a couple times. You referred to they. So you know. It's a conspiracy. DJ Collard, a.k.a. Terry here. It's talking about they, yeah, no, nah, but I, I, it's it's a it's a it's a problem, it's a mentality problem that we have, yeah. Just because we don't want something to be so doesn't make it so. Right. The truth is the truth, and the truth is people are still dying from COVID. Right. And, you, and not as not as much as they were, but if anybody's dying from it, it's too many. You well, know what I'm saying? You do. And that's people die yeah. from all sorts of stuff. Yeah, but the thing of it is that if something could be prevented by putting on a mask or not putting on a mask, if you would, like I told you the story just the other day, I got an Uber and I, the, the person wasn't wearing a mask. Now the Uber drivers aren't wearing masks. Now they say they have the option of not wearing it. You're coming in contact with a bunch of people every single day in an intimate setting, pretty much, because if you roll up your windows in the Uber and you're talking to the driver who had like 30 passengers or whatever, you don't know what they're passing. I'm not a doctor or nothing, but. You know, maybe sometimes. You know. <laughs> but I think that it's better to be safe than sorry. Especially if you're talking about getting your elders sick. I think at some point you, they have to rescind all the rules because you have to test it and see. Uh-huh. But right now with the numbers going back up in places, it'll be interesting to see what happens because it doesn't look promising. Right. Oh, society. Oh, Sammy. You got anything else? Society, they might be there. <laughs> I'm going to go walk around in circles while I look for they. He's right behind you. It's only one? No. It's, it's plural. Come on. They is plural. Uh, I'm going to leave you with a quote from Desmond Tutu here. The late Archbishop Desmond Tutu. And it is, if you want peace, you don't talk to your friends. You talk to your enemies. Watch out for they, folks. And watch out for the icons, because he's looking for everyone. All of they. <laughs> your host, Omar Miller. This is Yozo. <laughs> Ozone. <laughs>